Hey, it's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted independent American Standard Air dealer. And owner Chris Wedekin sells the Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, a great option for heating and cooling where ductwork can't be installed. If you have one of those homes that has baseboard heat or electric heat, ceiling cable heat, these can be specifically designed for those houses because in those houses it's very difficult to have them do all the construction and remodeling that goes with adding ductwork into those types of homes. Find out more by going to absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted independent American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro dealer. And welcome back to the Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. We're glad you're with us. And I'm excited about this interview. In fact, I've been looking forward to this interview uh, for several days because as I talked about a little bit in the first segment, I'm very proud that our own Indiana Attorney General, uh, Todd Rakita, has joined a lawsuit and this is not the first time, and we'll talk more about this, that our Attorney General has jumped into the fight for Hoosier's Second Amendment rights. But Indiana has now joined the fight through our Attorney General's office against the completely arbitrary and, and frankly ridiculous uh, ATF regulations regarding pistol braces. And I've talked a lot about this regulation that, that went into effect January 31st, and I've talked a lot about the prospect for litigation potentially being a means to, uh, to fight this and to protect Second Amendment rights in Indiana and beyond. But in the meantime, uh, right here on the uh, drivehubler.com hotline, we've got uh, Attorney General Todd Rakita. And Mr. Attorney General, man, thanks so much for joining us. You, you bet, Guy. Glad to be back with you. Absolutely. So, um, Indiana has joined a lawsuit, and, and, and by my count, there are 24 states plus some private companies, some other entities that are involved in this litigation and are, are fighting this I think, again, completely arbitrary uh, regulation by ATF about pistol braces. Just in, in general terms, what are you trying to accomplish through participation in this lawsuit? Well, I'm helping to lead this lawsuit because we have to stop these unelected bureaucrats who are just bent on uh, you know, the taking over of our individual rights, constitutional rights, uh, by fiat, right? So these people weren't elected by anybody. You might argue that they're representatives of Joe Biden and the you know the leftist administration, but but uh, only Congress, only lawmakers, through a contract they have with the people who put them there, uh, can regulate uh, the Second Amendment, and, and and sometimes even then it's unsuccessful, but certainly not a, a you know dutifully uh, unsuccessful uh uh but you know now you have a situation where you know guys sitting in behind desks uh or or worse that are bent on their uh, uh performing their ideo- ideology their socialist ideology on the rest of us that being that they know how to take care of us better than we do uh really acting to keep us from defending uh, ourselves and our families, and, and that's what the that's what the Second Amendment's about: is defending uh, ourselves and our families uh, from again against anyone, including our government. Well, exactly, so, and defending against <laughs> government tyranny, exactly as yeah. you just said. Well, here we're talking about pistol braces, and again, I, I, my listeners, I think, are going to be pretty familiar with this. But just to recap a bit, we're talking about a, an accessory that was originally designed to actually help. Uh, handicapped persons uh, who may not even have two limbs or may have reduced strength in their limbs be able to shoot a pistol one-handed 
and uh, an accessory came into really very common use. There are estimates out there all over from three million to forty million of how many of these exist and are in use uh, lawfully today, anyway, in the United States. And 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 the ATF came out very clearly, and you say this very clearly in the lawsuit. ATF came out in two thousand and twelve and said. At putting one of these on your pistol does not convert that pistol into a short-barreled rifle that's then subject to regulation by the National Firearms Act in 1934. Because if you're subject to that act, then you got to register it. you got to pay, traditionally anyway, you have to pay $200 for a tax stamp. You go into, into a database. And, 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 and ATF came out very clearly, 2012, issued what they call a determination letter. And they've issued yep. more than that since then. And said, nope, you don't have to worry about these. You're good. It doesn't change a pistol into a rifle. Go on about your business. And manufacturers continued to sell them. Consumers, gun owners continued to buy them. And suddenly, here we are in 2023, and the ATF comes out and does a complete 180 and says, oh, nope, oops, we changed our mind. You guys are all felons in the next 120 days, the way the regulation works, if you don't register these under the NFA and go into the government database, that is ludicrous to me, and that's exactly what your lawsuit says. Yeah, and not only register your property, that is your firearm, but register yourselves. Right, exactly. Get get yourself fingerprinted and pay the $200 tax, basically what a um, uh, a manufacturer has to do. Uh, they're going to do to millions of people. So this is going to affect, yeah, a lot, a lot of Hoosiers, millions of people across America, which is why uh, I'm so pleased to have so many like-minded attorneys general and like-minded states uh, join against this this effort to stop it. And they're, they're, this over, whatever we stop in this overly broad, intentionally made net. Uh, that's going to trap a lot of people and keep them from defending them again th- themselves and them f- and their families. Um, so you know, you ask what what exactly we're going to do? Well, we're going to go for an injunction to get that 120 day uh, timer stopped, and and I think we're going to be successful. You, know, you knock on wood, and because uh, you know you're dealing with a judge at this point, and then maybe the appellate process, but. Hopefully we can get the injunction so that we don't have to uh, have a situation where, million, again, millions of people register themselves and their property uh, to the federal government, which is uh, way, way beyond uh, a way and forecloses the the, the freedoms and the liberties given to us by the Second Amendment. Exactly. And, you know, it's interesting, the legal arguments that come up in your lawsuit, um, and I think it's very well crafted. I mean, I do this for a living. You know, I litigate Second Amendment issues, and I, I went through this lawsuit, and I was actually very impressed uh, by this uh, particular complaint, because it goes into a couple of different issues, and I don't want to get too deep into the legal weeds that you and I could do all day, but but I don't want to uh, bore our listeners. But in general terms, Terms, I think it's fascinating. There, there's a rule of law that, that is very uh, well laid out in the complaint, and it's something that a lot of people have never heard of, I'm sure. It's called the rule of lenity. And a lot of people want to want to want to call that leniency, and that's not the word. It just looks like that, it, but it's lenity. And it says that if a federal statute or any statute, but if a statute is ambiguous, then the only legal entity out there that can resolve that ambiguity is the legislature, in this case, the Congress. And what can't happen and what's not legal to happen and what violates constitutional principles is for an administrative agency to interpret that ambiguous statute in a way that puts people in jail. 
And that and that that's what that's what the rule of lenity prohibits. What a more classic example could there possibly be than this, where the same agency that came out and said, oh, no, this is your fine, you can use them, you're good, no problem. People go out and use them, and now they're talking about putting you in jail for 10 years? How does that possibly get past this kind of, un, un, I think, um, often unheard of rule of law, the rule of lenity? How does that pass, possibly pass muster under that? Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. St. Jude treats children across the country and around the world, regardless of color, creed, or financial capability, because they're committed to love and care for their neighbors. Join me in helping St. Jude give every child with cancer the chance they deserve to survive. Together, we can save more lives. Call now to become a partner in hope. 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. I can't. And if you go back to the statute that you mentioned, uh, uh, the NFA from 1934 and then the closely related uh, Gun Control Act of 1968, uh, you go back to the 1930s and what Congress was trying to do, again, under a, a contract, you know, you talk about the rule of lenity. I, I call it a, the contract between a congressman or woman and and the voters that put him or her there. I mean, they're the one that they're the ones that are to deal with this. And mm-hmm. And um, if you go back to the 1930s, what Congress then was trying to do was to stop sawed-off shotguns and, 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 and criminals who were otherwise taking legally manufactured firearms and, and modifying them uh, to do criminal activity. And that's not the case here. Uh, but, it, but if you read the plain language of those statutes, you'll find that it just applies to the manufactured piece itself. Yeah. Uh, accessories can't modify the weapon the way Congress uh, thought could be done so mm-hmm. to commit criminal activity. You know, a pistol brace usually going around the forearm uh, simply doesn't do that. It doesn't turn a pistol into something uh, that Congress ever intended to be uh, registered. Again, not just the property, but the person associated with the property. And so this is really, for me, this is the, this is the beginning of a gun registry. This is the beginning of a, uh, of a gun owner registry more than we have now. Uh, and ultimately, you know, the next step w- with these people is going to be a gun grab. Uh, it sets it all up. And so we have got to nip this uh, right now. And, and uh, you know, I'm pleased with the response. You know, 20, 24 states, 40-page uh, complaint that uh, has some great examples. It's a good read for those who are interested in getting into the nitty-gritty and some of the details there. Uh, we take a lot of time uh, to lay out the NFA, what it, what it was meant to do, what it wasn't meant to do, the GCA from 1968, what it was meant to do for manufacturers and, and not meant to do. And then it goes into detail about how gun manufacturer, manufacturers at the time of uh, pistol braces when it was first invented. The, the, the inventor was watching his combat veteran friend uh, get, get, get stopped at uh, a range from, by the safety officer from using his weapon because the safety officer felt he couldn't, uh, the combat veteran who was wounded, missing, I believe it was missing an arm or something similar, uh, couldn't safely control his weapon. And, and the inventor of the brace thought that that was a shame and, and invented this product. 
so that uh, the combat veteran and, and, and hundreds of thousands like him uh, could, could enjoy their hobby, could, could, could fire safely, could defend themselves. Uh, and, and that's exactly what happened. And, they, and, the, and the manufacturers of the brace guy, as you know, did the right thing at the time. You, you alluded to it a little bit earlier. They wrote the federal government and said, hey, we have this new product. It could be very beneficial for increasing safety. Um, before we invest millions of dollars in, 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 in taking the prototype and making it a, a regular accessory, uh, do you find it to be, and before we start, and maybe if we don't like the answer, we'll litigate it, but do you find it to be a, reclass- a situation where it would reclassify the weapon into something more regulated under the NFA or GSA, and and the uh, ATF at the time said, no way, it's fine, uh, we agree with you. And so on went the industry for uh, over a decade now, again, until the socialists came in and said, no, we know what we want to do better than what, than, and we know how to protect you, quote unquote, uh, better than you do, and now, you know, you're going to register yourselves and your property. And uh, and here we be, but the, but the complaint goes into that kind of detail, uh, guy, and um, uh, you can easily find it um, on 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 all kinds of different websites by now, uh, including uh, mine at the Indiana Attorney General's office. Well, absolutely, and I'll and I'll post that link as well. And uh, and Mr. Attorney General, last question, you know, I'm not a big. Uh, believer in, in conspiracy theories, and I tend to roll my eyes at most of them. Although a lot of them <laughs> turn out to be true in recent years, but you know, there's a, a theory out there that ATF actually did this originally in terms of of saying, "Oh no, these braces are just fine." You know, 11 years ago now, allowing millions of people to buy them, and then turning around and saying, "Oh no, sorry, we changed our mind. Now you have to register them." That this was a plan all along to be able to force more and more people to register and and given the ridiculous political term that we hear over and over their assault weapon quote unquote um, mm-hmm. because obviously that that's the term ascribed to a lot of the firearms we're talking about by 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 people who would destroy our second amendment rights but 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 it was a plan all along to get millions and millions of people to use these things and then turn around and say oh no now you got to register them and turn around and if if they comply that's a big if and my mind but if they comply now suddenly you've got millions of more people of millions of more people on that list and once you have that list and then your ultimate goal is to ban the same firearms doesn't that do you uh, a, a world of good in terms of doing what you ultimately want to do which is to ban and confiscate the same firearms you know Grandpa Relford used to say all the time, "Just because you're paranoid, that don't mean they ain't out to get you." Um, but that kind of <laughs> that kind of seems like it fits in this context. Yeah, I mean, it certainly sets a lot of people up to be trapped, and uh, that's why we're fighting. And I think we have a real good chance. Again, knocking on wood, and we're going to fight it to the end. Uh, and you know, if you look at it in terms of a baseball game guy, you know, we're probably just in the bottom of the first here. Sure. So. Uh, but it's a big first, second, third inning, and uh, we got to get that injunction in place, and we have to, um, uh, you know, be full force on this. And uh, again, I think we're we're set up real well here to to, to nip this. And um, uh, you know, everyone, stay tuned. Um, I'm certainly not advocating not following the law, quote unquote. But um, you know, we have got to uh, as we approach the 120 days too, and and, and see how we're going to handle that. But my goal is to have an injunction in place 
polling that uh, before we get anywhere close. Fantastic. Well, uh, Todd Rokita, not the first time that you've uh, litigated, uh, filed lawsuits, participated in lawsuits in order to uh, pr- uh, to protect the Second Amendment rights of Hoosiers. So uh, you and I, you and I, I, I consider myself a friend of your office. Uh, you and I work together on the the uh, Indiana uh, Gun Owners Bill of Rights, and I, I applaud you for filing this lawsuit. That's exactly what needs to be done on behalf of Hoosiers. So thank you so much, and thank you for joining the Gun Guy Show today. Yeah, thank you, Guy. I appreciate you, and you are a friend of the office. And uh, that Gun Owners Bill of Rights keeps flying off the shelves uh, digitally and on paper. So uh, please go get that to everyone. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Uh, We'll be right back. We're taking a break. This is Guy Relford on the Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC.